listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. All right, welcome to the second edition of uh, the podcast about the professor, aka Dive Vernon, David Frederick Wingfield Werner. And we left off from the first podcast by learning that Mr. Vernon had worked for Francis Rockefeller King for the neighborhood of 12 or 13 years. Now, he had done magic and cut silhouettes during that whole time. But also, if you look into some of the uh, literature, Vernon also, during that same period and sort of uh, ending in that period... He also was uh, doing five years on cruise ships. So we're starting to build up a bit of a record for, like, you know, was Vernon a good performer or not? We got a lot of years at the top echelon of New York entertainment. You know, it was often, uh, I read it in a few places where Nate Leipzig's wife actually thought that Vernon was taking the best gigs away from Nate Leipzig because Vernon was doing so so much society entertaining. Also, uh, you know, we have his two sort of runs with stage-related things. He did this Diane uh, performance that got him booked at a theater and ended up... Uh, you know, getting uh, Leo Horowitz to to fulfill that engagement because that's when he actually took the job, the real job, where he broke his arms carrying the pails of mercury. So, and we followed up by, I've heard a lot of sort of things about the Harlequin Act, and most of what I knew before I actually looked into the literature about the Harlequin Act was that uh, a lot of people had said it was performed only once or never and was a huge failure. But that wasn't true, actually. If you look into the literature, what it uh, instead says was that it was all the rage, in fact, of New York. In fact, you can find very uh, many critical reviews that sing nothing but his praises about how good this Harlequin act is. In fact, one, I think it was a New York Times critic called him, thought that when it comes to magic, Vernon was mammy. So that's very interesting. Now, you know, the Harlequin Act actually, in those sort of smaller rooms, it did a four-month stint at the Rainbow Room, and people thought that probably was the best place uh, for it to play very well. The part that people tend to latch on to was he played uh, Radio City Music Hall, much bigger place with a much uh, larger stage. And it didn't play there, and they did it once and uh, did not continue, did not get picked up. So that's the one sort of failure that people sort of latch on to as, like, detached to the Harlequin Act. But it was wildly successful leading up to that. I think... One of the things we always keep in mind about Vernon is he like really didn't want to be a performer. He was more obsessed with the techniques and stuff. But there was, for all intents and purposes, 
there's a hell of a lot of evidence that suggested it wasn't because he couldn't that he chose not to. You know, if you go back to the first episode, Tommy Downs thought he was going to go all the way to the top. Cardini, uh, when he worked alongside Vernon at the Casino de Paris, uh, that was one of the reviews in the New York uh, paper was Cardini. Uh, Vernon was the only person Cardini would take his hat off to. And there's throughout the literature, there's a lot of references of Cardini say, uh, saying how good Vernon was. Certainly the best card handler extant uh, was one of the things that Cardini had uh, intimated. Uh, I think it's uh, the next sort of stage, you know, aside from a pretty extensive, far more vast and extensive, I mean, he was successful at the Diane thing, which he got Horowitz to do, and actually uh, Houdini's brother, Hardeen, was responsible for booking Vernon for that, so he thought enough of Vernon's Diane uh, act to book that. He had that earlier office act that uh, from the first one that Tommy Downs really liked. He had the success of the Harlequin thing, which was actually uh, pretty wildly successful. Just didn't play on that giant stage. And the, uh, you know, over a decade, plus the five years of cruising, he did a heck of a lot of performing. So to say he wasn't a performer, I think, is uh, is quite a lot of bullshit. Now, the next thing we got to get into, I think, it's important when you're assessing what was a person a good performer or not. I mean, you look at all the people who are good, who said good things about him. The Cardinis. You know, Vernon thought Cardini was the perhaps best act that there ever was. And which is also interesting because, according to the literature, it was Vernon's idea that Cardini not speak during his act. So we can actually thank Vernon for the fact that Cardini did it in pantomime, which is an interesting uh, sort of addendum, you know, to that uh, Cardini story, because... According to the literature, it said a lot of people around when he first sort of came, a lot of people thought, you know, his terrible brand of comedy he was marrying to his act just didn't work in America. And they were telling him to go back overseas. And Vernon had suggested that he just do it in pantomime. And the rest is history. Now, also, you have to look at, like, uh, the people Vernon influenced, of course. And these are some of the best performers you know, that have ever been. Ricky Jay, very a fantastic, obviously, example, recently passed away. Ricky Jay had all the elements you'd ever want in a magical act. The right amount of stupidity in terms of silliness silliness and sort of gags and stuff. The right amount of amazing magic. The great Tom Sony, of course, a Vernon student. Obviously, his act, very much, much like Ricky Jay, contained all the elements. You know, Johnny uh, Thompson recently passed away as well. So you got those fan two fantastic performers there, but Vernon acolytes, if you will. Uh, there's a bunch of sort of, uh, maybe not great performers, but certainly people. I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of Magic from Wherever I'm At. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not?